And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Breaking news from The Athletic. What's up? Welcome in. Breaking news is that we're live on Friday morning. Good morning. Happy Friday. The Bears have a new presumably right tackle. Starting right tackle. Just call it what what Darnell Wright's going to be. What's going on? You get enough sleep last night? Kind of. Actually, no. Um, The baby woke up at three. Oh, come on, baby. And you got to understand it's the draft. For some reason, the one of the smoke alarms, one of the carbon monoxide alarms, decide to, decided to have its battery life expire mm. the night after the first day of the draft. So it was beeping at 445 this morning. And I had to find it. I had to find which one in the house. Got to change those batteries ahead of the draft. You got to plan for all <laughs> scenarios. Most things are supposed to last 10 years, like first-round picks. Yeah, there you go. Like maybe Darnell Wright. The new Bears right tackle from Tennessee. What's going on, Bears fans? Uh, we, we're we live. We decided to go live this morning. Uh, of course, just the way uh, things working with our responsibilities last night. Uh, couldn't do the podcast last night, but we're we're up and ready to go to break this thing down with you on Hogan Johns. Johnsy, uh, we had a great turnout last night at our CHGO live show at Joe's on Weed Street. A lot of Hogan Johns shirts. There are a lot of people wondering where you were. A lot of people wanting you to be there, too. I think more than me, which is fine. But when you have oh, it is, 17. Well, that's understandable. I, yeah. I, I, get, I get the feelings. <laughs> you know, you, when you have 17 kids and have to be at Hal's Hall, it's just, you know. Yeah, I got to be at Hal's Hall again today. So sorry if you're looking for me at your Friday party. But I will be up there to meet Darnell Wright at 345 this afternoon. But shout out to the Hogan Johns listeners that were there last night. We appreciate it. And if you want to come out tonight, uh, we're running it back. Myself, Corey Wooten, Mark Carmen, Greg Braggs, Will DeWitt, we're all going to be there. And uh, more picks to break down tonight. Three, as it stands right now, unless the Bears move around, which I have a feeling they'll move around on one of those three picks, as they did last night. Uh, let's break it down. So we have it covered from a lot of different angles. Um, I just went back and rewatched the tape against Alabama. I'd seen it before. That was the uh, game that Darnell Wright played really well against uh, Will Anderson. We'll talk about that a little bit. Johnsy was at Alice Hall uh, in the press conference with Ryan Poles. You guys got a chance to talk to Sam Somerville too, right? The scout? No, he was on ESPN 1000. Oh, that's where that came from? Okay. Sorry, I didn't. Okay, I I was just seeing tweets. scouts will be available to us at Alice Hall on day three. Got it. Okay, good to know. Um, and of course, uh, but you guys did talk to Darnell Wright a little bit too. So a lot of things to discuss here. Just I guess, what was, what was your overall takeaway with it, the way things played out? You ended up having a situation where both Jalen Carter and Peter Skronsky were still available, and they went Darnell Wright. Well, your immediate reaction when the the news breaks that the Eagles are trading up is that Jalen Carter is not high in the Bears' board or maybe not on there at all. Mm -hmm. 
they had an opportunity to take him just like other teams in front of them. The Lions, the Raiders, they all passed two. Seahawks, all three of those teams linked to Jalen Carter at some point, passed two. He just, I don't know if you want to play the Ryan Poles audio right now, but that was a complicated evaluation. It was more than just the on-field talent. We, we all know that. But it became clear to me a bit ago. Like there, there was a reason why I never mocked them to the Bears because I thought the Bears, based on what I was hearing, based on my research, all that stuff, they're eyeing one of the top offensive linemen, whether it's Paris Johnson Jr., Peter Skronsky, and in their case, Darnell Wright. I always thought they were going that direction. So I felt confident that that was, that was happening, but I think there's still some shock out there that the Bears passed on Jalen Carter, especially in the way they did with the Eagles moving up one pick to take him. I think Jalen Carter is going to end up being a perfect example of fit being huge. And what a great spot for him. And, and, I, and, and I have a feeling he's going to end up being a really good player for them. And a lot of teams are going to sit there and say, well, you, you passed on Jalen Carter. Well, guess what? You know, if he he ended up, to my opinion, in the perfect situation. Yeah. You're saying instead of when you, when you say fit, you're not just talking about being the, the three technique that you need. You're talking about organizationally. Organizationally. The amount of veterans that they have in that organization with Philadelphia right now. Some of his former teammates are there. They're drafting Georgia guys like crazy, and not only the, what the, the look the the situation the fit was great when they drafted him. Two hours later, they had Nolan Smith, his teammate from Georgia. And if anyone knows, you know the ins and outs of being in the locker room and a teammate with them, Nolan Smith, who's a high character, possible future team captain now for the Eagles. What a great night for the Eagles, by the way, to pull out both of those guys somehow. Uh, the rich get richer. But I just, I just. You know, I want to get that on record today that whatever happens in Philly, and I have a feeling it's going to be good, that doesn't necessarily mean that that would have played out the same way in, in other spots. We'll see where the, where he goes, and it may still not work, but I, I understand why Ryan Poles ultimately passed. I think we have the audio here on Ryan Poles sort of talking about uh, this situation. Yeah, that's, you know, I, I knew that question would come up. I think what I'd rather do with that is just stick with talking about Darnell. We felt comfortable that that was the guy that we wanted. Um, you know, even though Philly, you know, we did the swap with Philly, um, we felt really good about that. When you did the swap, did you have a pretty good idea who Philly was going? Yeah, I wasn't going to take the chance to miss on Darnell, so we we knew uh, had a good sense of it, so we were good with it. Was Philly really the only team that called at nine? There's another team. It didn't get too heated up, um, and it was in a spot where I had a really good sense of. Darnell would be at risk to to be gone. So, so in other words, they had Darnell Wright. Whether Jalen Carter was on the board or not, they had Darnell Wright much higher. And when it came down to it, they had him higher than Peter Skronsky. Yeah. Because you heard it right there. There was another team that was calling about moving up to nine, and they felt like, and that team was obviously farther back. They had to be. The Eagles had the next pick. And they felt like if they moved back that far, they weren't going to get Darnell Wright. And it is notable that the Tennessee Titans... Peter Skaronsky, one pick later. So maybe that's the team that they thought would take right. And instead they got Skaronsky. I'm sure that those are the types of stories that tend to leak out over the years or even days sometimes. Maybe we'll get more clarity on that here this weekend. But you got to trust the board, I guess. It, I mean, everyone's allowed to have their opinions. We both had Skaronsky higher than right. I like Darnell Wright a lot, though. 
He was my number two offensive tackle when it was all said and done. Yeah, pat in the back to you. So are we going to Portillo's today or? <laughs> you know me. I'll get or, you like a year and a half from now. I was going to say, or six months from now is, would be, would yeah, would be lucky. Uh, yeah, if you missed the show the other day, we did make a bet. Because our, our final picks were, you had Skaronsky, I had Darnell Wright, and we bet Portillo's on it. And then we weirdly said that if it was neither, then Kevin Fishbane has to buy lunch, which really didn't make any sense, but. It'll make sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, involved Kevin somehow. <laughs> By giving him the field. But not in a way that he wins. He loses if it's the field. I think this is a classic example, a good example of how teams' boards can be different than what you're seeing like outside-wise. Like, I, I stick to the beast. I love Dane Brugler's work. I like Daniel Jeremiah's work. Mel Kuyper and even Todd McShay now, are, are, they're legends in the ESPN NFL draft analyst world. They, they just are. They all do outstanding work, but... It's a it's an example of how teams boards will, will differ for a lot of different reasons. A lot. It's like the, the Jets taking Will McDonald. It's Christian Gonzalez falling into the teens. Boards are always different and it varies team by team. Needs are pressed by other teams and, and, and whatnot. But I was convinced going into to yesterday that the Bears strongly wanted one of the best offensive linemen. I don't know where that shook out. I knew they liked Peter Skronsky. Ryan Pohl said that. I thought they liked Darnell Wright. We saw that come to fruition, but getting Justin Fields some help was a priority for the Bears. And, you know, if you're upset about Jalen Carter, I don't think you should forget that now Justin Fields, who was sacked 55 times last year, now is a starting right tackle who didn't allow a sack at all in 2022, including against Alabama. Something um, we pointed out last on last night's show Obviously, I trust Corey Wooten's analysis on this stuff a lot because not only did he play defensive end and slide inside a lot in his career too, he played in this defense, this scheme, and, and he really understands it. And one thing he said, and we talked about last night, and we've talked about before too, is the thing about the three technique, it is a massive spot in this defense. And Iberflus has called it the engine of the defense. But the thing is, is you don't necessarily need an all-pro there. You need a good player, but you don't necessarily need Jalen Carter. You, you, you can find, as long as you can find the guy that really can shoot that gap and consistently get some pass rush through the middle, you, you don't necessarily, that doesn't necessarily need to, mean seven sacks and it, it just needs to mean constant pressure and also being able to you know ho hold the b gap on backside runs but the the point there being the bears can still find that guy tonight i think i i still think that's very possible now if you want to sit there and make a argument that yeah they also could have probably signed a right tackle between now and training camp and gotten away with it like they sort of did with riley reef sure but they didn't get away with anything. <laughs> yeah, they're still they were still sitting there last night needing a right Riley tackle. Riley was thirty four years old and like in his tenth season, he needed to get younger and better. Yeah. So I, I, look, there's a there's a number of different ways to look at it. I guess all I'm saying is, and 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 full disclosure, and I've been honest about this. Like the way I had it ordered at that point was between those three players, I had Skaronsky, 
then I had Jalen Carter and then I had Darnell Wright, but I loved all three. And I think that that's got to be perfectly clear. So I going back to what you said about how teams boards are different from obviously the medias and they know more in uh, team to team. Yeah. And team to team, like the lions drafted a running back and, and, and Jack Campbell. I, I heard this last night. It's like the Lions are back in the 1990s and drafting again. I know. What's David Montgomery thinking, by the way? I, 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 yeah, I, considering the Bears thought that their offer was competitive and they thought, I wonder if David Montgomery would have made a different decision had he known they were going to use a first round pick on, on a running back. There's one thing I want to highlight about the evaluation of Darnell Wright it's the, the inclusion of Chris Morgan and how, deep this team to go not, not just like in, in, in the research but the workout they put this guy through yeah tell us about that because they this, threw it, him in a pool <laughs> they made him swim okay i was listening to that on my ride home from our show that was did he mean literally they made him know. swim I, in a pool I, I, I think that we i think it needs to be clarified today like okay i thought i i thought it was like a metaphor we we yes. threw him you know we threw yes. him in the deep water yes i don't think he meant they literally threw him in a pool I hope not. <laughs> I kind of hope they did. That's hilarious. <laughs> right. I, I, either way, the the work on Darn All Right was extensive. They met with him at the Combine. Luke Getze coached him at the Senior Bowl. They brought him in for a top 30 visit. And then in the day before Easter, the Bears go to Tennessee and put him through, uh, through hell. And he survived. And they liked that he was willing to do everything they wanted to do. They wanted to test his will, his might a bit. And he passed their test. Their conviction grew. And Chris Morgan was a big part of that. Uh, Darnell Wright shared the story last night that Morgan, upon talking to him finally after the draft, said he wanted to call him so bad to just tell me he was the pick. Right? So that, that tells you right there how high Darnell Wright was on the Bears list of blue players. Like, this was our guy in the 9 to 10 range, and we have to be sure to get him. Which it sounds like is why they only traded... You know, the, the reason they only went back one is because that was the only offer they had on the table, or because, and it sounds like there was another team calling, they just were too afraid to lose Darnell, right? So the Bears have the Eagles' uh, first uh, fourth-round pick tomorrow, and they have their fourth-round pick Next year. Not bad. No. I mean, it's I'll just fourth it. round pick. But you... uh, Doug here in the comments brings up a good point. Wright survived. He came out really wanting to come play for the Bears. Yes, I got that sense. Well, and Wright well, didn't Wright tell that to you guys. He said he's like, it felt like they wanted they were trying to make me quit. And and he wanted to show him that he could finish it. And that was, as Paul said, after a week of grueling travel and a bunch of visits, which it sounds like he visited House Hall that same week, right? Yeah, I think earlier that week. So among the visits he had traveling, he was at House Hall. He goes all over the place. It's Saturday. The Bears go out to out there to Knoxville and work them out. And um, that was about the same time that you started hearing a little bit of whispers about how much the bears liked them. So mm. it makes a lot of sense now in hindsight that Easter weekend workout, apparently what, what sold them on Darnell Wright, And, um, you know, good for him passing that test. Can we talk a little bit about the tape then? I mean, he, 
he has some big time performances against good players. And Will like, Anderson. When you go through the tape, I mean, you really got to pay attention to that stuff because, and, and it's not easy. I mean, you go watch Braxton Jones a year ago, and you're looking at FCS tape and a team that went one in ten. And by the way, the one game where he played a solid team in Arizona State, that was probably his worst tape. So you can't just base it totally off that, but that was a fifth round swing on measurables, really, and makeup. In the first round, when you play in the SEC, you got a bunch of matchups, and you can go back to last year, too. And and I actually didn't think Darnell Wright played that well in 2021 when he was a left tackle. Well, he played pretty well against Trevon Walker, who ended up being the first overall pick last yeah. year. Ryan Poles kind of highlighted that as well. Like It's not just the players this past season. It's current professional players that he's played in the past at Tennessee. Yeah. Darnell Wright started, what, 34 consecutive games? Well, yeah, and that's the other thing. He's durable. That durability a, matters, man. It took him a little while to get going, you know, and it really didn't seem like everything clicked until last year. But, you know, look, you go back and watch that tape against Alabama. Sure, there's 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 plenty of reps where they they you know they get some help from the right guard or a tight end or or running back. But there's also plenty of one on one true pass rush reps, and Will Anderson can't find a way to get around him. There's really one play the whole game that I saw where he really got in the backfield. Um, and if that's all you gave up, and it wasn't a sack, and if that's all you gave up the whole game, that that's a that's a performance that makes you money like it did for Darnell Wright last night. Here's my thought on Will Will Anderson. Isn't that the, the player the Texans really wanted at number two? Yeah. But they had to take a quarterback. They had to. And then they traded so much to get back up to number three to get Will Anderson. Like, yeah. it's the type of trade you make for a quarterback, which they kind of did with C.J. Stroud. But if you want to talk deeply about this, I would think Will Anderson was their top choice, but they needed to take a quarterback as well. Right. That's exactly how I look at it. It, it In a vacuum, that trade just to get Will Anderson seems a little ridiculous. And I think it was the responsible and smart move for the Cardinals, who, by the way, then went back up and got Paris Johnson. But... I think you really have to look at that trade as they were really making that trade for CJ Stroud or they were making a trade to get both of them because you do it the opposite way. You take Willie Anderson, then you don't know what the other offers are. You, you, you have the chance of losing your quarterback. They had to get their quarterback at the end of the day and they did good for them. I, the, my, my problem with it is to me, Johns, they're not a team, the Texans, that can afford to not have a first-round pick next year. You know, it's not like they're ready to win. No. So that's where I got a little, okay, I don't, I feel like you still could have sat back there and gotten a decent player or, you know, but, you know, I, I had a feeling they might end up with their quarterback and Will Anderson. I thought it might end up being Will Levis doing it the opposite way around, but good for them. They got CJ Stroud. Will Levis is still on the board going into Friday. Yes, he is. Um, the, sorry, let me, let me get my thoughts. Did you short here. out? I did short out here. I need, let me take another sip of coffee. <laughs> get that brain moving again. Three, two, one. <laughs> 
I kind of like the idea that selecting Darnell Wright doesn't force like a major reshuffling. Yeah, like I that was my hang up with Peter Skronsky. Like, sure, you may be able to try him at right tackle, right? Or maybe he's best at left guard. Like, there would be an experimentation process with Peter Skronsky. With Darnell Wright, you go Braxton Jones, Tevin Jenkins, Cody Whitehair, Nate Davis, and now right at right tackle. I like giving Braxton Jones your starting left tackle, who put all the games last year as a rookie, some continuity. We've seen too much in the past this organization not provide their young players continuity. This gives one of them in a premium position some of that. Yeah, I, you know, still, I, we'll, we'll, I, I have not uh, followed what Tennessee said about what they're going to do with Skronsky last night. I apologize. There's been a lot of bear stuff. So, um, you know, I don't know if they're planning on playing him at right tackle or at guard, but I, I still think he, he can be a tackle. Uh, Corey Wooten thinks he could still be a left tackle, which most people at least conceded that he should probably move to the right side. Time will tell. But regardless, I do feel comfortable, and I and I said this multiple times, Darnell Wright really grew on me the more and more I watched him. Because the first day at, se- at Senior Bowl practices, he got beat in one-on-ones quite a bit. I didn't think it was a great day. I kind of... I was like, okay, I'm not big on this guy. But I also, at that point, didn't know a ton about him. And then the more and more you look into it and you realize how physical he is, the way he can anchor, he is wide-shouldered. Like, he just, and the way he's able to move as big as he is. But he sits down and he'll, because Will Anderson, he likes to do that Khalil Mack speed to power stuff. And he's he's built like, sort of built similarly. He's got a similar athletic profile, and that just was not working on on Darnell Wright in that game. Now, here's the big question I have. Athletically, he certainly has the athleticism to fit the Bears scheme. But one of my concerns about Wright was just that you don't see a lot of that on the tape. They, They run sort of a gimmicky offense, and it's not similar to what the Bears do, and there's not a whole lot. There's certainly not a lot. of. First of all, they don't run the ball a ton, and they don't run outside zone. So there's a little bit of a projection there. But I have to imagine with what you said earlier, how involved Chris Morgan was in this process, that they feel very comfortable that that's not going to be a problem. But it is going to have to be something we, we just pay close attention to in training camp. Well, that's why you you fly into Knoxville, Tennessee in the day before Easter, which, you know, I, ironically, I think I was passing through. Yeah, that yeah you were. Yeah, I, you were. I, I was driving through Tennessee on the way to to Gatlinburg at that point. Huh? The irony. Why, why didn't you think to just stop by? You know, the funny thing is, we we we, we talked about stopping in Knoxville, but if I can remember correctly, there were storms in that area that day, so we found an opening and we just kept going. Yeah, there was a big storm. It was darn all right. Yeah, the just bears were there, creating yeah. a storm for the bears because <laughs> they threw them in a pool. <laughs> Literally or unliterally, we, we don't know. We'll, we'll find out. <laughs> I'm going to choose to believe, even though I'm pretty sure it's that they didn't literally throw him in the pool. I'm choosing to believe they did. Yeah. <laughs> swim. Um, All right, buddy. Sink or swim. Let's go. But uh, yeah, I, I was we the Johns family was making their way through Tennessee at that point. Huh? Imagine that. What if we stopped there and we, we saw the bears at like a, a Cracker Barrel or something like that? 
Anyway, but that's why you put them through a workout. Waffle House. Waffle House. A Bojangles. We had some Bojangles. Down there. Ooh, I like Bojangles. That's why you fly your offensive line coach, who's considered one of the best in the league, who knows your scheme well, who's taught it under Cal Shanahan. You bring him into Tennessee and make Darnell Wright move. And apparently, he moved just well enough. But, yes, I understand that some of the, the things you see on tape doesn't fit what the Bears want. But you know what does? His nasty demeanor. Ryan Poles made sure to highlight that last night. And the more I think about it, it's probably what set him apart from guys like Peter Skronsky. Sometimes you want bullies. You want nasty. You know Ryan Poles does. Talks about it all the time for his line. That's why I think Tevin Jenkins has endeared himself to Ryan Poles a little bit. My Nate Davis has some of that. Darnell Wright's part of that now. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch with three guys like that. That Because, because you know, I, and I even said this to Tevin at one point last season. I was like, dude, your tape is just fun to watch. Like, regardless of, well, you know, what's going on or where you're playing, like, it's just to see the way you finish. And there was a couple plays like that on this Alabama tape with uh, Darnell Wright. This poor linebacker tries to get in there. Uh, and on back-to-back plays, he just drives them all the way from the right side to the left side and pancakes them. <laughs> like, yeah. You might want to line up somewhere else. That's uh, not working. And when you try to end that momentum and, you know, that just ends with you on your back you know, oh, when you're a defender. I can't imagine Darnell Wright landing on me. I, I would be broken. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not preach you and your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. If you're like me, you believe there needs to be more stylish, functional, business, casual menswear that is both high quality and durable that can withstand your day. I'm talking about maybe hanging out in the press box, watching the game later with your friends, maybe getting a quick nine holes in. That's why men's closets were due for a radical reinvention and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter collection is the most comfortable, breathable, and truly versatile set of products known to man. They have products for every occasion. We're talking about the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, quarter zips, polos, and blazers. They look great as individual pieces, maybe with a Hogan Johns polo or quarter zip, but they also work seamlessly together. Roan's signature four-way stretch fabric is breathable, flexible, works everywhere from your commute to work to the 19th hole. It's time for unparalleled confidence without all the hassle. Roan's commuter collection features wrinkle-release technology and is 100% machine washable. Looking good is that easy. The commuter collection can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com slash Adam and use promo code Adam to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to roan.com slash Adam and use code Adam. It's time to find your corner office comfort. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. 
Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Here's the question I have for you. The Bears have 22 picks in front of them. Seven defensive ends slash edge rushers were taken in the first round. There was a little late run on them. Mm-hmm. What do you do? It's considered a deep class for pass rushers. But they're sitting back at 53. Do you try to move up for one? Knowing you need one. Yeah, right at the end of the draft, the last three picks... Right at the end of last night's first round, I should say. The last three picks, Miles Murphy to the Bengals, Brian Brzee to the Saints, and Nolan Smith to the Eagles. You know, I I was fairly confident that Murphy and Smith were going to be off the board anyway. Now, Mozzie Smith, we don't necessarily know what the, how the Bears felt about him. I think he's more of a one technique. He went to the Cowboys at 26, but you're right. A bunch of guys sort of came off the board there. Um, however... As it stands right now, Keanu, if we're just talking about defensive tackles or edge rushers, Keanu Benton is still there from Wisconsin. Adetamoa Adabore from Northwestern. I think both of those guys can be three techniques. Uh, maybe a little bit later on, but I still think he he is deserving of going some point tonight, even if it's in the third round. But Carl Brooks from Bowling Green, who we've talked about, I like him a lot. That's a possibility. Uh, and then as far as the edge rushers go, BJ Ojolari from LSU. That's one of my who I, guys. Yeah, who I like a lot. And Derek Hall from Auburn, who I like a lot. Um, so, oh, and Isaiah Foskey from Notre Dame, who really, if you look at him, he looks like a Bears hits guy. I mean, he's got the size, the length. He fits the 4-3 hand on the ground, defensive end. Coaches love coaching him. Uh, he's relentless on the field. He has the production. So I still like this board going in tonight, Johns. Uh, but you're right. There are a lot of a lot of players, a lot of picks still. And I think the big question is, do the Bears get antsy and move up for once? If you're trying to compare it, because I, this is what I imagine Ryan Pohl's doing as, as he walks in his room. And they, they, they're going to have meetings again. It's Friday morning. They have to look at their board again, right? You look at your stacks, your grades, right? And then you start seeing which positions are heavy, which ones are thin. There's a lot of good cornerbacks available. A lot of them. There's a lot of good interior offensive linemen available. There's a lot of tight ends available if you wanted to to dive into that deep class. Only one tight end of this heralded class went in the first round. Get from Utah. You can wait on that. Some good running backs if you want to consider that as well. But defensive back... Interior line, especially center, two needs for the Bears. Like you could probably wait on those a little bit. But those defensive positions to help Matt Eberflus's defense to find that engine, a three technique, to find a better pass rusher than what you currently have, you might have to make some moves, man. Because there's 22 picks in front of you right now. Yeah, I think that's the key. And I don't, I'm, I, I don't, obviously, we don't know what the board looks like. We don't know what, how they think about Keanu Benton, Adetamoa, Carl Brooks, but. Or even Gervon Dexter from um, from Florida. Florida. Uh, I should say Jervon. Say it correctly. Jervon Dexter is big dude, athletic, durable. 
Um, but if two or three of those guys go early tonight and there's only one left, you know, on this pocket of guys you would take tonight, unless you have a a Braxton Jones equivalent on your board tomorrow night, it's, you know, a, a deep sleeper you think can play right away and not be a, not have to develop. Yeah. I, I mean, you might have to make that move tonight as much as I agree with a lot of the comments we're seeing right now, you know, trading up usually doesn't work out. Give up future draft capital. I think you do everything you can not to do that, but that the importance of that position and passing on Jalen Carter last night, it may force the bears hand a little bit to go get their guy. If there's only one left. I think what I would say to that is that teams move around all the time. Yeah. Say, say you move up a little bit in the second and then you turn 61 and you move back and gain some extra early third round picks. Like, well, the Eagles are the perfect example. Yeah. And I think that's where we should not underestimate Ian Cunningham's role in the bears front office right now. Uh, and should give comfort to bears fans. When you see what the Eagles have done, and how many trades that they pulled off? They have moved up. They've traded um, for AJ Brown, right on draft night, and yet they're still sitting there last night with a bonus extra <laughs> top ten pick after being in the Super Bowl, which is another reason why they have the luxury to take a flyer on Jalen Carter. They ain't their pick. They still had another pick later in the first round, and they could say, "Look, this was a bonus just from us doing business well." We can take this chance. We have the locker room to stomach it. So, and, and they moved up. They moved up one spot in the process to get their guy. They traded a fourth rounder earlier in the season to get Robert Quinn. So the point is, you can do both. The Eagles are showing you that, that you can make plenty of trades back, get those future first-round picks, draft capital, but then when you need to go get your guy in the draft, you go get him. The problem is when you do it like seven times in yeah, a row yeah, and then I, I, you have nothing. You're about to remind people of Ryan Pace and the way he operated. But, you know, there, there were times where Ryan Pace, see, he moved up for Leonard Floyd. Then he moved back for Cody Whitehair. Cody Whitehair has been here longer. I think Ryan Poles, at least that he showed last year, like he, he wants more draft capital. But I don't think he's going to be afraid to, to move up a few spots. I, I don't think you're going to see him jump from like, like I, I'd be stunned if he goes from like 53 all the way up to like 32, 33, 32. Yeah, that was 32 still there, by the way. It's fine. You know, Chase Claypool yep. pick. But like that, that's what I'm getting there. I don't think he's making that much of a leap. I think he's going to try to play his board a bit. But all teams try to do that. And then you could get, you know, you could trade back and recoup that value a bit. But it'll be interesting. I do think that pass rusher and that three technique tackle may may require some action if you really like a guy, though. So what would be the highest? And we're obviously just guessing, but what would be the highest you could see the Bears moving up? 40? I just go back to what like Scott Fitterer said in that the piece we did on trading the first pick. He said that like that 30 to 50 range is just a great there's a great pool of players. We're talking about pools again. A great pool of players in that range. And the Bears are just like right there. So maybe they go to like 48, 45, maybe 47, somewhere in that range to, to get their three technique, to get their pass rusher. But yeah, I can't see them making a huge leap. Yeah. And the cost on that might only be 
one of those fourth round picks they have and a future. The Eagles future fourth, fourth from last year. Now, when the Bears traded up to, yeah, when the Bears traded up to get Anthony Miller, though, they gave up next year's second. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, that was dumb. <laughs> don't do that. So I, I, I think it's a scenario Bears fans need to be prepared for tonight. Yeah, but if you're now, looking it, at like like. Go on, go on. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say, though, if they don't trade up and they end up being there at 53 with the picks they have, and now they have three shots at another pool of players, that's where I wonder if they trade back one of those spots. Yeah. And cornerback could be one of those positions where, you, again, you could sit and wait on. DJ Turner still available, Clark Phillips, Tyreek Stevenson, Julius Brents, Cam Mitchell from Northwestern. I mean, a lot of these guys have starting caliber grades. You can wait it out. Only four cornerbacks went in the first round as compared to seven edge rushers. I'm interested to see how much like the, the tight ends come into play. Mm-hmm. Like If you're the Bears, knowing that you really like Cole Komet, knowing that you're going to give him a contract extension, I'm sure you, you would love to see like a mini run on tight ends in front of you. So some of those defensive players fall to you. Yeah, I think that makes sense. What you don't want to see is you know, those a run on those defensive linemen, especially the uh, interior guys. But um, I'm excited. I'm going to get some coffee, probably a Red Bull this afternoon, and get right back at it tonight. Red Bull, what are you, like 18? Um, you wish. I wish, yeah. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm 37. I turned 37, and my back gave out. Now I need three months of rehab, and... It's all right. I cracked open uh, an A&W root beer in the Hallis Hall media room last night at about 11 p.m. Let me guess. The first person to comment it was Pat Finley. Actually, no, it was Kevin Fishbane. Oh, okay. You know, Pat was plugging away and Kevin goes, oh, root beer, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's what's available. Correct. <laughs> it's, we need some because they got this Dr. Pepper cream soda. Yeah. Like there's there's just the, the fridge is overflowing with that crap. <laughs> No one's drinking that crap other than Pat Finley. And the RC Cola was gone? No, there's RC Cola. I'll take a picture of an RC Cola for everybody today. Yeah. Not a first-round pick, the RC Cola. Maybe a late sleeper, though, in the right situation. Oh, it's a great pairing with pizza, everybody. Okay. I could go for some pizza. It's Friday. Pizza night. Joe's had some pizza last night. Come out. We got the pizza. There's going to be Lou Malnati's at Alice Hall tonight. You can't get a ticket to Alice Hall, though. <laughs> That's true. Kind of makes me want to go to Alice, so get some Lou's. Um, all right. Well, this was fun going live. Make sure you're following all the work. Of course, John Z, Kevin Fishbane, have you covered on The Athletic from last night, theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns. Uh, we had Nicholas Moriano out at Alice Hall, so you can check out his coverage at allchgo.com. Go back and, and check out our Live reactions last night, too. We have the full show that's available for you if you want to go th- really go through all of the lead-up to the Darnell Wright pick. But I believe we also posted a 15-minute clip on the CHGO YouTube channel just when the pick was made. Johns, I should have said this earlier. Corey Wooten said right away that uh, he made a Trent Williams comp. He actually did that before the Bears picked Darnell Wright. But he said he reminds him of Trent Williams. And he thinks that Darnell Wright can be a... Rookie, Pro Bowler. Wow. 
pro bowler as a rookie. He's not the only one, by the way. Um, uh, Lewis Reddick loves this pick. Yeah. Said he could be the best player in the draft. Yeah. My son told me this morning as I was making my coffee, Dad, the guy in TV gave the Bears an A plus for the pick. The Jets got a D minus. <laughs> <laughs> take that, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, we, we got one question here. <laughs> yeah. Take that from, uh, I think it was Michael Schumacher, Mike Schumacher, Shoemaker. Who do you guys personally like for tonight? So you're, you're, I mean, you're, 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 you're the one with the foresight now. Yeah. See if I can go two for two. Probably not. Um, all right. I'm looking at our CHO Bears 100 draft board right now. I give you an idea who the best players available are. Uh, one surprise, the best player available right now to us is Joey Porter Jr., who somehow didn't get drafted last night. So that was that was definitely interesting. And another sign that this is a deep quarterback class. Like, you think he'll be off within the first five or six picks, right? Yeah, I, you know, I would think he goes early tonight. Yeah, I, I think now a couple of guys that I certainly like for the Bears. I think they're great fits. Definitely Big Ten buys here, right? Everybody pour it on. John Michael Schmitz. That's not Big Ten bias for me. That's a gopher. Get out of here. But he's good. Can't deny that. JMS, uh, Homewood Flossmore, local kid. Uh, Keanu Benton from Wisconsin. Adetamo Adabore, who I think would be a great fit if he still. That's the one who I still could see slipping to 53. Um, Osiris Torrance is still available. Joe Titman from Wisconsin. I, I think these BJ Ojulari we talked about earlier. I think these are all guys that could fit. I like Ojulari. He was on my list of favorite players in terms of defensive backs who was on my list. Um, where is he at? Quan Mc, uh, Quan Martin, but that's more of a like a third round pick. Your, your safety from Penn State is still there. Yeah. Um, so there's there's, Brown. there's some good players out there, and some some good players. Uh, Centers, guard center, Steve Avila from T TCU. Uh, he's still out there. Um, Cody Mosh. That uh, beast of Cody a Cody uh, Mock. Mock, yeah. Mock, Mock, yeah, sorry. North, North, North Dakota, Dakota State. State, yes. They want to add to the interior of the offensive line, certainly. Um, How about this? I'll shoot my shot. Maybe I, between the they have three picks and they might move around, so I don't know which pick it's going to be. Kind of the same thing I did with Darnell Wright. He was my pick, but I didn't know if it'd be a nine or if they trade back. Uh, I'm going to say that uh, shooting my shots tonight. I'm going to say Darius Rush, the cornerback from South Carolina, ends up being a bear. Okay, I'm going to say Keanu Benton, defensive tackle from Wisconsin. Let's go. Double down on Portillo's. The helmet ready. Should I just bring this to the show tonight? <laughs> Joe Tipman, who else is a, yeah. a second round bad? Guy? I don't know why I have the red helmet, by the way. They, I mean, shut just sent this to me. Um, maybe they're trying to get rid of them. I have no idea because they wore they only wore red helmets like I don't know three times ever. Nick Herbig, there you go. If you just want to draft Badgers, okay. Well, let's get back to work. Um, again. Make sure you're following all the uh, coverage today. And if you want to come out uh, tonight, I had a couple of people asking questions. Go to allchgo.com. We also are accepting walk-ups, too. So if you just want to make a last-minute decision, it is Friday night. Get out. I don't have something to do. 
come hang out. Joe's Bar on Wheat Street. It was super fun last night. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun tonight, and um, and we'll keep the party going to, you know pretty late again tonight because two rounds, second and third round. Uh, the merch is up at obviousshirts.com. You see the hoodie that Johns is wearing. Get that, and uh, all the other Hogan Johns merchandise is up there. All right, we will. Um, when are we coming back? I don't even know. Are we doing another show this weekend? I, I think you might hear from us on Sunday for a little bit. Okay. Maybe a quick recap of what could be a couple of busy days. They got nine picks. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, there's there's a good chance you'll talk you'll hear from us before Tuesday. We'll get and we'll communicate on Twitter. Uh, and again, we apologize. We had a couple of people reach out to us that the schedule changed this week. I we we did mention it, but I know not everybody hears it. So if it's screwed up your week, we apologize. But we want to make sure that every time we do a show, we're giving you the best content available. So sometimes that involves shifting the show, like we've had to do to go to Wednesday, Friday this week. But as always, we appreciate the support. Please stay with us. Please follow all the work on the Athletic and All CHO com and um, we'll talk to you again soon see ya as you've probably heard by now we've teamed up with betmgm this season we'll be using betmgm lines to make all of our picks and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week if you haven't signed up for betmgm yet use bonus code the athletic and you'll get a one-year subscription to the athletic plus up to a fifteen hundred dollar first bet offer on your first wager with betmgm here's how it works Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.